1: Welcome to episode eighty-eight of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of ComicBook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and once again, with me on the journey are my co-hosts, Mr. Matthew Aguilar. What up, Miss Janelle Wheeler? Hey, everybody! And today we are going to be talking about some exciting stuff. I mean, we got a whole. Geek Cornucopia going on here today. So, there's a lot to talk about, but uh up first, I mean, let's just start with a big thing, right? We're coming in hot today because we've gotten the first trailer for Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe bow, bow, bow. Bow, 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 yes, with please, Black please. Widow. So, that Black Widow trailer dropped last night and I would have to say it is so fetch right now, but uh
2: <laughs>
0: oh
1: god. I'm just kidding. It is <laughs> awesome. Um it was good job. So, we got the first trailer for Black Widow, and of course, if you don't know the movie, it's, you know, bringing back Scarlett Johansson's Natasha Romanoff, a story that takes place after Captain America Civil War and before Avengers uh, Infinity War, during that kind of murky period where Natasha and Steve Rogers and his whole secret Avengers team were on the run, um, and this sees Natasha go off solo and having to go back to Russia to kind of settle some things that were left unsettled with the Black Widow program and all, and other spy intrigue type stuff, and we get to meet, and this trailer does a very, it's a teaser, so, you know, you've seen Marvel teasers a thousand times, they're basically kind of cool concept trailers, just, here's the overall concept of this movie, and this one kind of, and they pick and highlight something, some aspect of the story to kind of put in our faces for Infinity Wars, like Thanos, blah, 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 but in this one, it's, uh, Florence Pugh as Yelena. I forget how to say her last name. Belova? Belova. Um, yeah, the other Black Widow from who popped up in 90s comics and is, you know, quote unquote, Natasha's sister in the sense that they're both from the Black Widow program. I don't know if this movie will change that and make them like actual sisters. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
2: because there was like mention of family yeah. in this trailer. And
1: yeah, we're going to get to that whole thing, but uh, I think this was like a family. It could be taken two ways. It's an actual family or it's a... A family unit they're like russia's little avengers basically <laughs> um the russian avengers with these two widows they're kind of whoever we still don't know who uh what's her name is playing rachel vice is playing um but obviously she's kind of some kind of older commander type person mm-hmm. uh david arbor as a red guardian is like the soviet captain america <laughs> already looks great yeah and he already looks great <laughs> and he brings a lot of humor um so let's just jump into the trailer uh, the first thing I liked is the, I liked that they went like with the it approach and did like an actual, gave us an actual full kind of scene or sequence uh, from the movie, which is kind of Natasha coming to her sister's apartment mm-hmm. and the unique way they kind of have to bond again as sisters. It was a yeah.
2: beautiful choreography.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was great. Yeah. Uh, and it showed off a lot of fight action and made us be like, okay, yeah, this is Marvel legit. Mm-hmm. Like, and gave us a quick, succinct introduction to who Yelena is. Um, which this trailer does in general, does a good job. And Florence Pugh kind of does a good job of like nailing this kind of detached sarcasm, but also the fight action and stuff like that. So then we get to meet some other characters. Like I said, Rachel Weiss's character is kept mysterious, but we do get another shining moment from David Arbor as Red Guardian, who is a Soviet Captain America who looks like he's been in a gulag for quite some time um, before it looks like Widow and her companions maybe spring him, if I'm kind of putting together the events of the trailer correctly. She comes flying in her white suit. They have a jailbreak sequence, it looks like. And he gets out. And, yeah, David Arbor looks like he's going to be chewing scenery in, like, the best kind of it's way. so
2: good. Um, he's more great. subdued
1: in Stranger Things. It's kind of, like, dry humor. But hell boy For those five people who saw it, like showed off that he has like a larger kind of charisma than that. And this looks like this would be a role that will kind of really nail both. Yeah,
2: I was thinking that from Stranger Things, Jim Hopper, right? He was kidnapped by the Russians, right? And then they turned him into (laughs) this Russian version of Cap and it's awesome just bringing it full circle <laughs> I'm just kidding no but this I this is a
1: crossover right you, you, you just started a fan video <laughs> I just thought that's so 100% cool. now gonna get yeah. that's like
2: the first thing because we left him with the Russians and Stranger oh. Things oh Dude, there's a whole so Reddit cool. thread
1: dedicated yeah, to that yeah you just inspired really? an entire oh it will be oh, it'll man. be that way after this airs I hope oh, yeah. that it's I hope yeah. that I started you're gonna, something you're responsible for this Janelle putting this in the internet for better or for worse I also
2: think that she looks like a stormtrooper in the white suit which I love. Oh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it's just
2: all these other references let's talk to other fashion. things. fashion
1: <laughs> um, I mean, always... like,
3: um, what was that A carbon fiber carbon? What was that anime? Oh, sh-
1: I can't remember. And you're cursing. Oh, and I, really? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm busted. You're, wow. you're cursing. Gotta, wow. This is great. Oh, no, man. Producers, no, ladies and gentlemen. Now I gotta go. find it. Go was it go the ahead one that she,
2: me. like, actually Scarlett played in a movie, in the live action movie? What was that one again? Oh, oh no, not
1: Ghost Town the 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 Show. show yeah. yeah, there is some Ghost Town show. Kind of, the of the some
2: reference there. to that. No, the no, one No, there. please.
1: No, I don't think. I'm pretty sure Scarlett Johansson will not let them ever make reference to Ghost in the Shell ever again. Uh,
2: But I will say that in this trailer, the music is so Oh, yeah, that's that's another thing I do want to mention.
1: Like, the actual music for this is kind of cool. It's kind of like, uh, we were talking with BD, who is back out on the road right now doing all kinds of secret stuff we need him to do, but uh, one thing I did hear mention is, it, it is kind of, it's a unique theme we hear in this trailer. I hope it's the actual music for the movie. Me too. Um, but I was just watching Captain America, the Winter Soldier today. And it is almost like in the vein of those Captain America Ooh. movies. Um, Winter Soldier's theme was kind of that kind of weird electro synth sound. Like whenever yeah. he came on, it was a lot more obviously horror theme because it was a villain. But uh, this is pretty cool. I mean, if this is the type of soundtrack for the entire marvel spy action genre like i'd be pretty cool because yeah. Aeon
3: flux is what i was thinking Aeon, oh you there you you were not, you get <laughs> you
4: were not even close uh one of the things i was most surprised by actually was the was the tone of the trailer cuz like when this was kind of when we were theorizing like what this movie would be we were like oh it could be a very gritty you know, spy noir thing, and and at least this trailer does not give off that vibe. No, I've been, telling, I've been telling
3: people that to me, it looks like Marvel doing a James Bond movie, but with Scar- uh, uh, yeah. with Black Widow. I mean, that's what I, it feels like.
4: I feel more like Mission Impossible vein, yeah. Than James, like not, yeah. maybe not okay. so self serious like James Bond can be. Yeah, um, Mission Impossible does things no, more yeah. with a wink this and a is, nod.
1: I mean, this looked like. Mission Impossible, to, and that's not to, a bad thing. I love like, the Mission yeah. Impossible. So moves, do I. But and yeah. I was like, and I was happy about that. In fact, my comment was, I hope they keep just ripping off Mission Impossible for like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, like I want, I, I hope absolutely. Black Widow and Falcon and Winter Soldier feel like companion pieces to like Winter Soldier, the actual, the actual movie. Yeah. Um. And so far, it looks like Black Widow does, and I hope that. Yeah, that continues with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Same kind of high octane tension, mm-hmm. music, spy action, because. I think this is going to be important. And we've had this conversation kind of going forward, which leads us into this whole discussion I had written down here about, you know, how is this as a kickoff to phase four? Marvel got really good at phase two, especially, yeah, phase two about doing the genre blending with winter soldier, guardian, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so like, yeah, spy born mission, impossible espionage action. I really want them to do so that, you know, we can feel confident going forward that like Shang-Chi is going to be an awesome like, Marvel-style kung fu action yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, Eternals is going to be an awesome whatever the hell it's going to be. <laughs> like, nobody knows. Yeah. but uh, Yeah, like, or a historical thing. I don't know. It would but, have still uh, some
4: confidence going for you, even though I don't really... I, it's not like I don't have
1: confidence in them, but right. yeah, these are uncharted waters. Yeah, we're in uncharted territory, and it's kind of like Marvel having to prove itself all over again. And, and it's also
2: weird to, we're doing like a prequel, we're rewinding time. We're, yeah. It, it, that's a lot to uh, handle, and I'm curious, like when we're watching the entire sequence of all these movies together again, as many of us do, would we watch this after Civil War, oh, yeah, or would we watch question. it after Endgame?
1: Oh man, I think I put it after Venom. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. was for you, BD. was <laughs> for you, BD. Just dead You're listening silent. out there. Uh, uh, um, no, but I no. mean that's a good question because I, I mean yeah. people
4: typically watch them in Chron- like the order of release. Yeah, yeah not okay. the order, not but or yeah, chronology. that would be a good point. Yeah. I would, I would personally probably watch it in between.
1: Okay. Yeah, and I might make the change, but there's also a question of how this will potentially. I mean, it seems right now like we're in a prequel story that's set before. Infinity War, but we also don't know. I feel like this is going to be an undercover delivery system for opening up mm. some more oh, of the I'm space. Sure. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's it,
3: right? Like, that's even just in stuff that I've heard about the movie, like, this movie will serve as a very big launch pad for the future of the MCU, which is weird because wow. presumably this movie is a, a flashback, and obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it has to be. It's got Blackwood, you know, Blackwood dead, but um, spoiler. spoiler, but this, but this, yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. we're happy
1: you finally made it out of
3: <laughs> captivity. But, uh, oh. uh, but no, but, but like I said, I think like it'll be really interesting to see how this sets sets that up. But I, the one thing I, I did want to mention was de-aged
4: William Hurt looked really weird. Yeah, that did look weird.
3: Really not after weird. seeing
1: the Irishman, I was fine with it. But
3: it
4: was weird because like he looked younger, but had like old man stance. Yeah, I didn't. I, I thought. Oh, it I didn't off. even catch it. I thought it looked, he's only on, I mean, he's on screen for but
2: are like, but I don't think we're at a point, 30
1: I don't
3: think we're at a point where we need to de-age William
2: Hurt,
1: like. Well, it depends on what this scene is, yeah, like, yeah, if yeah that there's scene a lot of from, unknowns, I mean, people have already picked out, I mean, you always gotta, I was joking about talking fashion, but you, Black Widow fashion is, like, one of the most important oh, yeah. markers of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and her hair alone, her hair alone <laughs> what her hair looks like, what she's wearing, like, what time period that's from, like, we those biggest mystery going into Endgame. Mm-hmm. And this seems to be playing with the same thing. Like, there's two shots of a convoy in this, and, like, they seem like it's the same thing, but it's not. Like, one is with William Hurt, and it's obviously in the past. Um Jim and I were talking, like, could we see a scene where, like, the the job where she was saving a scientist and got shot by Winter Soldier is a major part mm-hmm. of her story.
2: I was going to ask um, that. Are like, we getting he show any up? Well, That
1: will be, like, where cameos. she started messing up and as a black widow and kind of falling out of favor like there's so many ways that this could connect to things in the past and i still maintain that a big part of this kind of uh i I feel like in this phase four storyline we're building towards something more like a masters of evil or some kind of earth-based supervillain syndicate just because the mandarins and shang chi you obviously have somebody like taskmaster and whoever's pulling those strings in this movie Mm -hmm. um yeah whatever happens with like you know, some of this other stuff in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Zemos coming back. There's all these threads that show that they could connect to a group or some kind of syndicate, like pulling strings and phase four, taking advantage of like the Avengers kind of being not dismantled, but without Iron Man, and without Captain America in this kind of uncertain time and mm-hmm. or even like a Dark Rain type thing. So That's definitely something you could launch here Mm. um, by giving a backstory of who Black Widow worked for and what they've been up to, and then flashing forward to today into like where are these people now and like what's going on with that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, so this seems like a easy little prequel, but you know, Marvel's doing a lot of heavy lifting. I mean, they didn't just do things like add (laughs) Legend of the Ten Rings to Shang Chi for no reason. (laughs) Well, it's not easy. It's they have the
4: span of time to do it too because because of the nature of this movie, it's covert everything's underground, like, as far as, like, it's not out in the open. You can plant the idea of an organization or whatever and just say, well, they've been keeping low profile, like, they've been doing all this stuff underneath, and then reveal it. Because, I mean, we're talking about a time jump, too. I mean, this is she's referred to it as a franchise, so I imagine they'll be building on this, and there's a span of, like, five years that she was around doing stuff that she could have easily gone back to you know, whatever part that we leave off with here. So there's a lot of stuff they can do, and it's relatively easy and, to just say, yeah. hey,
1: it happened. And I wouldn't mind a sequel that, like, it, if they add more chapters to this about kind of building up to, like, why she made the decision in Endgame and, like, felt like that was cool. Like, yeah. you know, she had handled everything and was like, all right, this is the end of my story. Or if we follow Florence Pew's Yelena, if she's a breakout star, and then she kind of continues and carries that baton. I mean, all of that's interesting. So looking forward to more... Now I have high expectations for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so... Same.
3: The more I see of the Taskmaster design, though, I'm less and less a fan of it. I'm hoping, like, when we see it, they, there's glimpses of it that I like, where, he's, he's, where Taskmaster is fighting Red Guardian in that sort of real quick scene, mm-hmm. that it looked better than it did when Taskmaster's popping out of the car, but... What uh, is it about that bothers you? Series. The mask is really we- is a lot darker and way more bubble headed than I
1: think. Hmm. I mean, we never see what he's like under the hood. I mean it's due also, to the skull mask. That's a costume hood, like, that yeah. is so comic booky. Yeah, that's so <laughs> hard to get. I mean,
4: he literally wears a hood and he looks like straight out of He-Man. Yeah, and, and you he just you, accept <laughs> it.
1: He looks like Skeletor and like well, a yeah, yeah, fighter. fighter like, like, but, but like there are like people like who that. are
3: comparing who are comparing the the movie costume to like Lord Zed. And like, I kinda see it.
1: No, no. I mean, if anything, like, where's that? It's it's cooler. Like,
5: (laughs) (laughs) see, (laughs) dude, he
1: looks like one of the dudes in Edge of Tomorrow. If nothing else, but but, uh, there you go. But uh, helped you out with that insult. But um, yeah. I mean, I'm not. But again, like, this is Taskmaster. Like, I'm not too hung up on. Like, he's not that important of a character that I'm like, oh my god, this is not accurate. And plus, Mm -hmm. people have been doing wild designs with him lately. Whether it's in alternate universes, the Spider-Man game, like. We've gotten. I mean, the ultimate well, universe like taskmaster is is what we've this gotten is based some good on. taskmaster designs. Yeah, but yeah, this looks like ultimate universe taskmaster. I mean, this is in the same yeah. vein as it. So, so, like, I'm not too like, yeah. And and if he can do the kind of photo reflex thing, that's going to be cooler than any costume drawbacks. Which, if you don't know, taskmaster has a power to basically once he sees somebody do something physically like an acrobat or a martial arts fighter he can mimic it and in the ultimate version he can even mimic superpowers so like yeah Yeah. wow that's so that'll be kind of cool effect if they get that so looking for more for black widow it's gonna be exciting looking for that full trailer sometime next year so uh yeah Awesome. So we're moving from that trailer over to the DC universe wee. to talk about crisis. It's so
2: cool. <laughs> this is getting me that back great, on
1: that line. That was such a yeah. great reaction. We. We. We I, I, no, I love it. I <laughs> it. Absolutely even rhymes it. with DC. It was perfect transition. <laughs> oh, so good. So like, yeah, crisis on infinite earths. The thing that has been kind of teased to us since the beginning of the flash is now happening this Sunday. It begins. Um. Yeah, this week, we're getting into Crisis, and we got the full trailer for it today, and man, if you have been a DC slash and or Arrowverse fan, I mean, this was a good time. There were some chills I got so from this. So much
2: going on. Just
1: like, yeah, so much going on, and just so many great little, just the beginning of how many great Easter eggs it can, can I be, gonna, the, be. Can I be jump the gun, Jim, here?
4: Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Somebody should. That Smallville sequence was Awesome!
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Tom When
4: Tom Welling yeah. shows up and he's like, "Are you?" When like they don't pan to and him they, and you, yes. but I recognize the farmhouse. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Right? And then they turn it and it, he looks like, You're "Oh my that god!" That
1: level of a Smallville stand uh, you recognize oh the god. farmhouse. Dude,
4: oh it, it looks. I mean, it it, it did really to, get job. Has, that's where it has to be. We can't imagine them doing it anywhere else. But like, it's so he turns it like he's older, but like you could still you know, older. And you still see it. Oh my god, man. And to know that Erica Durant is just remind, also just in remind this... you how long ago that show was. Yeah, but I he know. looks more
1: like Superman now, dude, it's so... dude. He looks.
4: I looked at him and went, "Yeah, I still see it." Like that's that's Superman. Yeah, I, so, I
1: even do that, and I'm not like a huge. I'm so still. I'm we're still not going <laughs> to yeah. see
3: him in a costume.
1: That's really? fine. It's okay. Whatever, oh, I didn't know it's that. cool. Yeah, we already got a new Superman in a costume. That's all good. And don't, and we don't love him on Smallville. All right, you we got, got Brandon Smallville. This fantastic. is the
4: perfect opportunity to do that. No, no, no.
1: Tyler Hoechlin back as Superman. He's Superman now. Brandon Ralph is getting to put the suit on back again. Like that's good enough. We just need a Clark Kent. I
4: want
3: more Superman.
1: No, well, it just gets crazy when you start. Like, having Why do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was
3: really interesting, though. I really love... weird and interesting to see how they're approaching the Bruce, like the Bruce Wayne of it all, too. Like where you're, Bruce walking down the stairs in a very mechanical well, that's suit. A well, yeah. I mean, I know. So they can But like when you read it, in, when you read it in the comics, you don't necessarily. When I read it, I, I thought it was going to be like more fluid as opposed to like it is. There what, is like what? machinery. There's like machinery there, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool."
1: You missed the whole thing. Batman was like a robot. And yeah, he's obsessed with robots. <laughs> yeah, I, that I liked that. It well, was more of a. Uh, that was I, the whole kind of metaphor. Was Batman had become like less? Yeah, human- I thought it was human. Cool. It was all kind of detached. He was running Gotham City through drones. Yeah, and like had become kind of like more mechanical man himself. Like yeah. Uh,
4: the Kate stuff is interesting too.
1: I hope he puts on the armor. Then that would be awesome. Oh my yeah. god! Yes. Come uh, like, yeah, some armor.
4: Oh, yeah, so awesome. Yeah, that this is awesome. also one of those times where it sucks that like the TV and the movies don't.
2: Yeah, align. whatever. Because yeah. who wants
4: to? Who else would love to see Gal in like the Kingdom Come, like full on armor? Which we're probably oh honestly going to see in the upcoming movie.
3: I I really hope. And I just I don't know, but and I would old school green lantern. Oh my god! Anyway. If there is a nod to this DCEU in one, one way or another, whether it's a red sky earth or whatnot. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's hard for people. I saw a bunch of people when this trailer came out, it's been seen in a few other promos, but they make a very clear shot of, uh, Iris like dusting away. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, Oh my God, it's like Thanos. And it's like, all right, we get it. People dusting away is a, Thanos thing but at the same time
1: like, yeah but Thanos wasn't doing it I was gonna say it's been around for right. so yeah. long yeah. It's Earth, yeah, it's it's recency
4: bias a little uh. bit there <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not even getting down that rabbit hole. Like, there. that's like, been in comics you just and don't understand movies and TV. Yeah. Like, yeah, we can't talk to you. Uh, just, just be angry in that corner of the internet. But, uh, <laughs> you know, this was awesome. I mean, just a little thing. Seeing Black Lightning in it. Like, oh, that was great interact too. with everybody. Seeing Superman choking out other Superman and some pictures we got, like, right after the trailer. Uh, yeah, Brandon Ralph's Kingdom Come Superman, is just <laughs> putting the squeeze on Tyler Hoechlin's wow. new Superman. Yeah, seeing just... Kevin Conroy possibly now being confirmed as the the Arrowverse Batman, because uh Kate recognizes him. Yeah, that was yeah. Yeah. and uh, we were like, Oh, this is not alternate universe. Like in her universe, like he's that is him. Batman, which well, is Well
3: that and also awesome. in, in the screenshots that they or the stills that they put out, there's a scene where Kate and Bruce are talking and the Batman suit. That's in the first episode of Batwoman. Is Woman, in that. Is in the background, so that's but all dusty him. and spider webby. So, uh, so it's got to be. That's just another connection, which is that's so... so now, here's is the that thing. That Batman suit's ugly
4: sin, though, oh but whatever. God, yeah. Well, I like the Batwoman, <laughs> the Batwoman
2: redesign <laughs> yeah. of it.
5: Yeah. The yeah. Bat- oh,
4: it's terrible. The Batman. That Batman uh, costume. So awesome. do you think, it's like seeing all these connections and stuff that like Batwoman and Black Lightning and... Supergirl, I think, yeah, are with, all, yeah. They're yeah. all in different ones. Will they all be in one?
3: Well, you see, unless they turn back time or whatnot or whatever, you see Supergirl's Earth get destroyed. Go away. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. like... So, she's yeah, these are like
1: the last people, period. yeah. yeah. I mean, so, they even set up base on Earth-38, and we see that get wiped yeah, out. So.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is really the only way to, like, clean that up. And it's weird, because I don't know. Like, I get it. Supergirl was on CBS for a while, and so they didn't want to That have, one made have, sense, yeah. Have, but Black Lightning, to have Black Lightning not be in the Arrowverse makes zero sense. Uh, yeah, so I would, so I would imagine sense. he's... Oh, there's so many jokes in him.
4: Also, it's, right. it's weird <laughs> that like the biggest things of this trailer though are like I don't care about any of the current <laughs> like the current CW other than Legends. Yeah. like I was like, oh, Legends are there, that's cool, but like Arrow and Flash, like they I come in. And I'm, like, yeah. I don't care.
1: Give yeah. me back. Off. To- I watch Arrow only. I was just talking to Jim about this, like, and I bulk watch Black Lightning every couple of weeks. Yeah. And that's about it. Like, I was so a I
2: huge fan of Flash and also I just yeah. fell off.
1: Yeah, it just got really boring. There was no yeah. bebo in
4: this trailer and that like is Like I say when I'm
1: watching Flash episodes, episodes about Cecile and stuff like I'm out like <laughs> Yeah, Joe West's new wife like I'm but out. then it's
2: hard for people like us who have kind of fallen off of the fandoms to then watch these sh- programs that bring them all together because there's so many like oh my god moments that we're missing out on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I we haven't I, seen I, them all. Maybe.
3: Well, but I think yeah. like I haven't watched. I, it's it's been a while. Like I've been following loosely through recaps and whatnot.
2: Yeah.
1: But
3: this trailer has me like I am ready to jump. I know. Same. Back, and you can rest assured the good want thing these crossovers
1: all. is like yeah in the recaps they'll just recap everything that's relevant to this episode. For yeah. More, like you don't have to watch the whole series. So like we should whatever like they're explore in the crisis episode. <laughs> like, like for the Flash episode of Crisis, they'll recap and they'll be getting everything. That's right, comic
2: book. To you. Will you please tweet out something that has before. every single recap we should watch or idea. read yeah, I mean, <laughs> before <laughs> yeah. we so watch really Infinite idea. Earths? Because I am—I really do feel so behind. Like I'm—I'm I'm a big fan of the characters, but I just feel like I don't know how it's all coming together because I haven't been watching recently.
1: Especially with Arrow, I fell off. Completely. Same, well, same. They've all just—I mean, Flash and Arrow have basically been like. This season, you don't have to, you haven't missed much. Is Barry and Oliver getting ready to die and trying to prepare everybody for them dying that they might die in crisis? Oh, no, so yeah, (laughs) but uh, out that, uh, yeah, take a look at that trailer, (laughs) (laughs) take a look at that trailer on comicbook.com. And uh, as Janelle said, maybe we will jump on uh, giving you guys some recaps about what's going on so you can be ready this weekend when crisis kicks off. Awesome,
2: yeah, all right, we're gonna take a break
1: there, but when we come back, we have a lot of deep diving to do into a bunch of our uh, geek themed TV shows we're keeping up on Watchmen, The Mandalorian. We got New comics, we got a lot to talk about. So uh, and reviews. And a review. Oh, yeah. Are we doing that? We got we said we were gonna do reviews. Oh yes, yes. I did. So we are doing that. Well, <laughs> so we really gotta move. Stay tuned. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. Visit RosettaStone.com/rs10. That's fifty percent off, unlimited access to twenty-five language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your fifty percent off at RosettaStone.com/rs10 today.
1: All right, so now that we got to move even faster, like uh, let's talk about. Watchmen. So, we're back. uh, We've been following Watchmen every week, kind of keeping up. And this week, we basically got to the big twist, I would say, of the season. The big twist. Not only is Dr. Manhattan making an appearance in the show this week, but Dr. Manhattan has been in the show the entire time, uh, we figure out. And, uh, yeah, we kind of made HBO mad with this one because (laughs) we wrote up, people were spotting this theory (laughs) a couple weeks ago when we dug into it, and apparently... We were a little too on the money this wow, time. Wow! <laughs> Bravo! <because laughs> they yeah, they're not happy with us, but uh, sorry, HBO. It's a theory. We just guessed, man. Don't punish us for being careful watchers of Watchmen. <laughs> Who watches the Watchmen? We do oh, carefully. Very, and we iron. love it. Yeah, and that's what you needed to get this show off the ground. So, like, don't be mad. Um, but it was
3: really cool the way they did
1: it. Yeah, oh but my it, gosh. I mean, and it, yeah, they didn't tell, and we didn't guess everything. No. We did not know everything. Um, this, this episode is really good because it turns out that Dr. Manhattan is actually uh, Angela Abar, Sister Knight, our protagonist. It's her husband, Cal. And we don't get the full story that's coming in the next episode, but what we do get is the brush strokes that tell us that at some point, Dr. Manhattan wanted to just stop being Dr. Manhattan and wanted kind of to be human again. And through some connection with Angela, he made a decision to forget who he was, become a real human being, and kind of incorporated himself into Cal at some point. It looks like the Cal had an accident that would have killed him or something, or he was brain dead or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Manhattan took over kind of his body. He's basically like that little atom symbol of the free-floating atom in the circle, an electron circling it. Basically, got to go back to biology for that one. Is
2: he in that, or is that the thing that's blocking the signal? I think signal? that was the
1: thing that was like blocking okay. him. Mm-hmm. It was something, some device he created to block it. By the it.
2: way, do you know the Excalibur Easter egg?
1: No, I do not.
2: Do you guys remember what Excalibur is?
3: Like well, King Arthur's sword Excalibur yeah, or, or, or or like No, it's
2: um it is <laughs> Laurie's uh, oh, the, the fun uh, toy? Oh yeah. Oh, and right. so it's X C A L A B R
1: uh, so it's her ex who well, That makes the tweet I was going to launch Tonight after work Even funnier Isn't that crazy Because I was going to A tweet of that scene Of her holding on And be like The spoiler That it was Yahya Abdul-Martin oh, Was revealed weeks ago Man I
3: can't believe That the, the an Easter egg Hint for it all Was all in Lori's sex toy <laughs>
1: Yeah That's pretty Wow that's pretty awesome It's uh, crazy So that's well pretty done. funny So like, yeah That's pretty good So uh, yeah We're going to find out More about You know Angela's life in Vietnam because this episode gave us brushstrokes of that which is really super duper tragic mm-hmm. um yeah and I love the way this show is transforming the comic book lore of Watchmen and so like we like in Watchmen we we learn that Dr. Manhattan the comedian were influential in winning the Vietnam War and this alternate version of U.S. history and but in this show we get to see what happens in the aftermath because Angela grew up there her dad was a GI and it became the 52nd state of America and it became a big American hub. But of course there was this kind of anti-American vibe and kind of a Fallujah, you know, Middle Eastern thing. So her parents got blown up by a suicide bomber in the beginning. Um, she only survived because she bought a sister night tape and her dad made her take it back to the store. And when she walked away, she survived. Then her grandmother came to get her, the the lady from the Hooded Justice episode, and she has a heart attack and dies as they're leaving. It's like her life was getting happy all of a sudden for one second. Cause she was in an orphanage and mistreated cause she's black and Vietnam and like, yeah. So finally she's about to go home and then her, her, uh, yeah, her, uh, what would it be? Ugh, great aunt, grandma, what is this? Uh, great grandma, right? Her dad's mother. Yeah. Her grandma. Yeah. So, like, or yeah. her grandmother. Yeah. So yeah. And she died. So we That's have so to sad. still kind of finish the piece about how she met Dr. Manhattan and how he bonded with her and kind of became her husband and all that stuff. But uh yeah this is a great reveal for for just a lot of reasons. It it really does make the scenes between Angela and Lori mm-hmm. more, like so good especially Attention. like I think you pointed out like when she said like her husband's hot like Yeah, she, um, oh, yeah, yeah Lori loves Yeah Cal. like
3: Lori it was like all about Cal, Cal yeah. yeah. And I was and I wonder
2: hilarious. if she knew or if she could just she just had like a I don't know feeling. It's, it's love man. It's love.
1: Yeah. Well, we're going to see how awkward it gets because, well, Lori's (laughs) got to get herself out of a situation because she found out that uh, you know Don Johnson's wife is and I knew that from the beginning because that lady nobody ever hires that lady to play a nice person
2: she's always Aww. evil like
1: everything but she's
2: great t- yeah at she that. is it's
4: but like Sean Bean or whatever yeah. it's like he, oh, he's always gonna die yeah it's like Somebody's, always
2: gonna
1: turn out to be a psycho somebody said
2: everything. online they are like don't ever trust Rose's mom from Titanic because she yeah. was like mom from Titanic yeah
1: no and like this is what always happens is she always turns out evil and so she turns out to be like really evil in a funny scene with a trap door 7th Cavalry, we learned. And their whole plan is to trap Dr. Manhattan and take his powers and become him. So that, mm-hmm. you know, basically the clan with godlike powers is like the whole arc to what's going on. And the mysterious lady uh, is trying to do something else with her clock to, I guess... What
2: is her stop name Stop that. I
1: forget. I always forget her name. Like, True or... True. Something. Lady, yeah. True. Uh, lady so True. Like, yeah. Everybody so. said...
2: I've, I've heard another theory that, um, that the statue is actually where... Like, she's keeping him in there, in, like, his own statue of him. Like, True is keeping...
1: Ozymandias?
2: Yeah, in in the statue. Instead of on, like, another planet, like, these clones and stuff are her making. Like, she created all of this. I've also heard a theory that he might be her father.
1: I've also heard that
2: that the comedian could be her father from back when he was in Vietnam.
1: That would be really... Because... Oh, but he killed that lady, didn't he? He did. But yeah. what if,
2: I don't know, With they saved the save
1: baby? Oh, that would be so messed up. Right? Oof, that would be good. But Watchmen. perfect in tone for the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, yes. absolutely perfect yeah. in tone right. for the show. So, yeah, the Watchman intrigue is deepening. Now we got Dr. Manhattan. If you guys were just sitting around like, oh, is this going to have a point? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we are at major It's got a point. Major <laughs> yeah. points, like, yeah. And there's still looking glasses running around somewhere out there. We find out he's not dead. And there's squid stuff to still explain. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And this has gotten Watchmen in, in the very best way. So it was an odd that in the Ozymandias scene, I knew that his only defense thing, I was like, he's going to fart. And he just <laughs> you bat- knew it? Yeah. yeah. I just knew the look on his face. I was like, looking at my son every day, I was like... <sighs> He's going to fart or something like yeah. that storyline is now.
2: definitely the weirdest one for me. Like I'm having the hardest time following his storyline. I just want to well, know what was is going good.
1: on. This scene was kind of good this week because it was him punishing himself. I mean, he's the one who constructed this whole courtroom. He's the one who commands mm-hmm. all the clones. And so it looks like they're, they're turning against him, but it's really him. It's self-penning. Uh,
2: yeah. Cause she winks. Yeah. she he winks just wants at to feel him.
1: the weight of what he done, which was a big thing. He says at the end of Watchmen, like, He's not a villain. He kills all these people. He does it for rational and his mind reasons. And, you know, he's going to accept the penance for that. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what this is, sort of, until the farting part (laughs) (laughs) of But, uh, yeah. All right. So that's our Watchmen recap. You guys got to tune in because this is almost, season one's almost done. And the point is here. So there you go. Moving right along, we're going to talk real quick about uh, The Mandalorian, episode four. So Baby Yoda cuteness is at an all-time overload. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, we got several awesome <laughs> gifts. The soup <laughs> It's thing. just these
2: grown men are like awing at their oh I'm sitting next to my boyfriend. He's like, oh my gosh. Like a little, and I'm like, wow, this is great. I love seeing like a grown yeah. man get so excited about a little baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's a man. Like, Makes is, me so happy. And he's
1: a funny little guy too. Like I the know. scenes where he just appears in the alleyway, see, like people have done the soup gift, but like when they're just battling each other and they just look up and he's just like staring at them. Like, <laughs> hilarious. Like, and him in the cockpit. No, pushing oh my the God. Buttons. That, it I just feels that Disney. Yeah. So many I times. have a 17 year old toddler and yeah, that is basically <laughs> what my, life is all the time right now. He's like attached to me all the time and like, yes. And he reaches out and does stupid things that can it's kill us all. the third
4: one that makes me laugh the most because it's, he's staring at him yeah. while he reaches back. Well, like I said, that is,
1: it is, that was done by a parent because that is literally like what my son does now. He just says, I'm like, don't do that again. He just is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and watches me every time To see like When am I gonna get up When am I gonna move Like I could get this done I can get like, uh-huh.
3: That meme that's going around With him just Flicking the button on And off with the music And whatnot. I've heard some Great stuff Oh like yeah So the, good you
1: know. the, One of the best is like Somebody put on like One's ACDC And one's like Billie Eilish <laughs> yeah. and, and like Young Yoda's like Trying to play uh, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish The <laughs> Mandalorian keeps Flipping it back to ACDC <laughs> and, like, you
3: know. Oh my and there's God. uh There's one where I think someone did Baby Shark
1: Oh, uh, and I was like, I oh, why to would you do that? Anymore. Oh, no. Oh, man. But, uh... <laughs> So I mean, same question for Watchmen has kind of been hanging over the Mandalorian lately. Does it have a point? Bryce Dallas Howard's just starting out as a director, so like, let's forgive her just some growing pains and a boom mic gap, like you know. Mm. Oh my gap. gosh, I
2: forgot about that. Yeah,
1: the boom mic thing is funny once you spot it. I did not spot it till somebody pointed it out, but when you see it, it does look like somebody's amateur fa- Star Wars it's fan so film. So <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. you know, distracting. Mis- I saw
2: that before I watched the episode, so then I was waiting for it the entire episode, and uh, that's like a
1: key scene. So like, that was kind of that mm-hmm. was bad, but uh. I forgive her for that because I mean this reminded me this episode of Clone Wars but she didn't very Did not write much. the
3: episode? Right. No. Yeah. To me it was more of a miss from um, from a story standpoint not mm-hmm. necessarily from a
1: I mean not me this is like shot. what Clone Wars was like in the early yeah. seasons very much so. Like this is almost exactly like this feels like Dave Filoni like pulling out a Clone Wars episode. Mm-hmm. Um and it was something like I and other people I've had discussions with have said they wanted to see, which is like a kind of a Star Wars version of Magnificent Seven or Seven Samurai, mm-hmm. which is exactly what this is, except it's Magnificent Two uh, with Gina Carano and the <laughs> yeah. Mandalorian. Um, but yeah, just two people training a bunch of farmers to to who hand- I liked in that role. Uh, yeah, I liked her Gina too. Carano. She yeah. she was great. Yeah, yeah great. she was great. Mm-hmm. great. Snarky, funny, like really handled the action, obviously. But like, yeah, this was like Magnificent Seven, and I think they did a good job of it. And I liked the deeper. It's hard to do story stuff with this guy, the Mandalorian, but this one was seeing him vulnerable and consider taking off the helmet, giving up the oh, life, yeah, settling down, like wouldn't that be cool? And then I didn't like the ending where it was kind of the contrived thing with the sniper and oh we're back on the run, but like that was the entire point of the episode. Like yeah. no, he's I never mean, I had have a this.
2: moment there. Yeah. I was worried. Yeah, I, and I I really am happy that they acknowledged the question that I've had since the beginning. Will he ever take his helmet off? Does he ever take his helmet off? Like when she asked, "When's the last time you took off your helmet?" He's like, "Yesterday." So it's not like he sleeps. And we know this. He just doesn't take it and take it off in front of people. It's all those little things that kind of just drive you nuts in the background. And they answered those for me. Well, so he does that in
4: episode three too, right? Because he's watching Baby Yoda play. And he sets his helmet mm-hmm. onto the side out of window. So yeah, I like those little things
1: of like, no, you're yeah. Just cause you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's a great scene. He says yesterday and she's like not buying it. She's like in front of people. And he's like, uh <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And he explains why, which yeah. is really great.
1: So like, yeah, I didn't mind it. I mean, it was very much a slower episode. Than the one before it. but like like Matt said when we came in like it was almost nearly impossible to That episode you know, just was that, so that episode good. <laughs> i mean the episode before was him mm. rescuing baby low and yoda in a major western shootout with an army like, with of an like army yeah, of mandalorians yeah, you can't like, Kind of hard to beat. Them, so. Yeah, I don't mind the sign of self-contained, standalone, Clone Wars-y things. And- well,
3: but there was even just even the like waiting for that ATST to like step into the river. Like they set it up thinking like that was going to happen automatically, and for it to not happen, and then not happen again, and then not happen until like the until it cl- close to the very end. I thought it was just a very cool way to build some suspense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. in in that episode that you know we hadn't in a different way than what we had seen.
2: It was behaving kind of like so. AI, though, which made me question, are, were there pilots in there? Because, I don't think
3: there was okay.
2: a pilot
1: in there. I think it was remote.
2: I was confused. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't
1: know either. I mean, yeah. Either way, they're dead now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it did a good job because I cared about like the villagers and whether they lived or died. Yep. Like I actually didn't want them mm-hmm. to die. So I thought that was kind of a, a good thing. So I wasn't mad at this episode. Still loving it. Still loving that baby Yoda vibe. Baby Yoda. It might even heal this country after. after uh, there are Trump. a whole like, bunch maybe. of
3: Baby Yoda merchandise Big. outside of the really garbage stuff that the Disney store put out went on sale today. So it's on sale now. And
4: Funko revealed their pop. There's, the
3: there's a Funko Pop. There's a plush oh being God. sold a at Mattel. And or by Mattel what? at Walmart. Yes. Um, there, and there's a number of other things that are available. I need that 10-inch pop. You Literally your, everyone your is Baby going to get fixed. Baby Yoda fixed. The crazy thing is Christmas. like the, the plush that Mattel is putting out, you're not going to get till May. Who the F is going to care in May?
1: Uh, they will. They will. Baby Yoda's here Baby to stay. Yoda will. Are we be still buying over. Bova Fett stuff? Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to buy, we're still buying regular Yoda stuff. So Baby Yoda's going to be, he's here to stay, man. Yeah. Like I said, he might win the presidential election. I mean, I if, you're gonna, if you're going to, if you're going to
4: measure like cute animals and in, in Star Wars, you know, like people, there was a yeah. lot of divisiveness over ports. I think ports what you're thinking of is like,
1: yeah, the ports so that are going to be used for cabin fires uh. from, from now on. This like. is Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. So that shell space is gone. Sorry, Porgs. R.I.P. Porgs. And
4: they still sold a ton of merchandise, even yeah. for being so divisive. People, have people, hate Porgs, and they still sold.
1: So. <laughs> but um, all right. So that flips it to Matt. Uh, Matt, you got a very select amount of time to both review yeah. a video game and the new comics, comics of the week. So yeah. uh, do your thing
4: uh, fast. So the video game I'll tackle real quick, just because I don't want to go into too much spoiler territory, uh, because the embargo just lifted and it's coming out. Very, very Ugh, soon. I so, want to play this so bad. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Great game. Uh, Sorry. Sword okay. and Shield is a great game. I, I am not the one that hates on your Pokemon. <laughs> that person is in, elsewhere in the office. I'm
2: getting that game too, so. It's
4: good. Uh, Arise, <laughs> uh, from, which is Arise, a simple story. is made by Piccolo Studio. And it's actually their first game. Like their first ever studio game. It is stunning. It's such a, like, be, I mean, very much has Journey vibes. Um, Journey
2: of Zoo. Did you play Abzu? Yes. Ah, oh, so good. Um, yeah.
4: And also, like, you know, there's, like, a little, like, Ori in the Blind 4. Like, it has that yes. kind of charm to it. Uh, this character, your main character, never talks. Never says, like, he makes, like, a sound. But it's amazing what they do with music in this game. Uh, just to give a, a kind of premise without going into too much spoiler territory, you essentially start the story. This is not the first Five minutes, by the way. You start the story uh, like on one of those kind of old ceremonial, like Viking funerals. Mm -hmm. So, this character just passed or whatever. And you're seeing their life played out in each of these like little vignettes. And each one is themed, has a theme. So, like, one is there's this one that's like romance. And so, it's like him and like, you know, uh, this person, and you see them. uh, One level is like, it's all themed around it. So it's like beautiful blues and pinks and it's flowers and the music soaring. And then when they go through a trial, there's like heartbreak and a, and a, and a story is like uh full of fire and, and ash and, and like it's the music and everything is so you're so in it. It's a six hour, maybe seven to eight. So it's a quick experience. You're in the whole time. And mechanics wise, it's, it's pretty much like a platformer, but on the right stick, you have each world lets you manipulate the world in a different way. So mm. in one level, you can actually bring uh, your rewinding time. So like it's kind of like Brayden in that respect Some so life
2: is strange <laughs> yeah so you're
4: rewinding time, so like the rock you're trying to get it to a certain point and you're, you're going back and forth another one has shadows that if you go in the middle of them they'll like consume you but there's a fire that rolls through the whole land and you're controlling that and so you have to move it a little bit further to light your path just enough oh for the gosh. shadows to dissipate yeah. and go through like there's all these different each one and it, it tells a amazingly heartfelt story without any dialogue it's just Just in these little visuals, there's even, your character's the only like moving character in the world. There's like, they tell the story about these little rock people. It's just amazing. It's a, it's like budget price too. I think it's only like 30, maybe 39, but it's just, it's one of those things like, yes, you're not going to get 20, 30 hours out of it, but I feel like any person who owns a PS4 should play this if you want a genuinely like emotional Wonderful story. And this nice. is a very personal story to the studio, too. So it comes through. It's I could not recommend that.
2: I am hey, if you guys want me to cover that, <laughs> I'm a streamer.
4: <laughs> uh, it's it's awesome. So definitely, I definitely
2: want to play it. it. looks beautiful.
4: Uh and very impressive for a studio's first effort. I mean, yeah. yeah. So uh moving on to comics. Uh so I'll try and run through these real quick here. Uh Dynamite actually has a brand new James Bond uh number one is james bond 2020 so if you're you know a fan of the new movie that's gonna come whatever it's perfect jumping on point uh animosity number 25 i still love this series always uh and aftershock just keeps plugging away this is a wonderful i don't know if you know what that series is about it's essentially like on one day all the animals they all had human thought what so like from this day forward like there's laws now people don't eat us. other animals because <laughs> the animals are like us. And like, they have their own economy. Like it's this whole thing. Right. So uh, number 25 is great. Uh, Conan serpent war. Uh, all I have to say here is moon Knight Cause moon Knight's in the series. And so. That's reason want, enough for me to go right yeah, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't even care about half the other people, but it's Moon Knight. Uh, we got a trifecta of X Men books, uh, Excalibur number three, Marauders number three, and X Men number three. I hate when Marvel does this. Man, back to back weeks. Like, this is this is kind of killing me <laughs> Uh Venom 2099 number one, Batman number 84. Uh, this is like a huge issue as far as explaining. How Thomas Wayne from the Flashpoint universe got here, what happened in that universe to lead up to this, why he decided. Like, there's a lot of answers uh that come in this one issue. So if you've been following this, this is definitely one to check out. Uh Justice League number 37, uh Jaro is in it. And I love, I love Jaro. Jaro. Uh also, it's just this is actually just a really fun, like Battle huge Legion of Doom versus every hero in the DC universe. Type it's, a, it's
3: also an issue that makes way more sense
4: than some of the previous. Man, issues. it does because yes. this has been a tough race. This perpetual stuff has been, uh, no. but this sums it up. And I think we're nearing the end of this, so I'll be happy. Uh, Young Justice number eleven uh, is also uh, that's just a really good issue. There's not anything huge there. Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one comes out this week. Looks great. It's gorgeous. Uh, Simone Demio who did uh, Beyond the Grid. Just knocks it out of the park. And also, if you're a fan of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, this Raphael yes. in both personality and look, they even mention his trench coat from the movie. Like, there's so many lines that are just right out of there. Uh, and then Buffy number 10 for Boom Studios. So that is comics this week.
1: Wow. I got through wow, a lot, right? Buddy. Yeah. I got through a lot. All right. You got through a lot really quick. Good job! yeah All right, so Matt did all that because uh, we come to the end of our regular part of the show. But as promised, we are waiting for uh, Janelle to get back from the holiday season so we could uh, read some of these reviews. You've never been a part of this, so no. now you get to kind of bask in the accolade, accolades and or shame. Of what oh we've no! Done as we uh, read that. some of these, so <laughs> if we read your five star review right now, you are getting a free comicbook. Comic Book Nation T shirt. All you have to do is contact editor at comicbook.com. We need your real name, your shirt size, and your home address so we can ship it out to you. Give it about a month to a month and a half to ship out. Four mm-hmm. to six weeks, business weeks, to ship out because, uh, yeah, we need to get all this especially over the holidays. Yeah, Yeah, over the holidays. Yeah. Packages everywhere. So... We'll start with one that's just uh, a Vulcan sign and a kind of, yes, awesome sign hand emoji sign by uh, a Wakandan mutant. And it says, five stars. It's my nerd brain in podcast form. Very succinct, very accurate. Love it. Very nice. Okay, so this one is called The Superhero of Podcasts by Rugby Nation. Do you love comics, movies, TV? Do you love Marvel, DC, and Star Wars? This is a must-listen, not your amateur podcast, no. These folks are professional nerds with great access to everyone who makes our nerd dreams come true. I can't stress enough. Must listen. I'm going to cry. Liza, did you, read, so did, Liza nice. did you write that one? <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like it's on our social media feeds. Liza, Liza handles all our social media and uh, getting us exposure out there. Did you write that one? Is that you? <laughs> no, She's you sure have <laughs> no. like, It Sounded like we're social media advertisements. But uh, if it's a real review, thank you. Uh, Joker review. Oh, man. Oh, Joker God. Review. I don't know. I started listening because I loved the Joker movie and wanted oh to God. listen to other opinions about the movie. <laughs> really long. The Joker so review was intense. <laughs> Although I absolutely loved the movie. I was trying to listen to the negative opinions, but, uh... Oh, update! There's an update. There's a long thing, and then says, "I wrote the review above one week ago, but I didn't know that you guys had episodes up on YouTube, so I went to check out the heated Joker review discussion. I learned everyone's name, and I completely one million percent agree with Kofi and Brandon, but I cold-heartedly disagree with Charlie. Let's <laughs> just leave it there. We're going to Charlie Ridgely. We're going to tell you about Hi Charlie. this one." Yeah, but uh, he loved it because uh, he loved the opinions and loved us clashing. I'll I'll condense that one for time. But uh, thank you, yes, and thank you for acknowledging me and Brandon were right and Charlie was so so wrong about Joker. (laughs) That's very important. The best by Stu Taylor. No podcast out there mixes the best of genre TV shows and films in addition to actual comic book talk quite like this group. Oh man, thank you. Wow, thank you by James Mark B five James Mark eighty five. Sorry, all I got to say is you guys are are great. I got out of comic book reading and now that I've been listening to you guys, I'm back in. You guys are in depth with everything. I look forward to your podcast. Thanks again. Aww.
5: That's so sweet.
1: uh Bowman 89 Ultimate Dive into the Nerdy Universe. This is absolutely the best nerd podcast. Whether it's Marvel, movies or comics, DC movies or comics, wrestling, gaming or anything <laughs> around or in or in between these topics. I've seen other podcasts that say that this podcast Feels like hanging out with friends, and I can't agree more. I haven't been reading mm-hmm. comics lately, but this podcast got me back on the train. Dude, that's a awesome. A while ago, the spoilers were killing me, and I almost had to stop listening, but the fact that both the hosts and producers have listened to the fans <laughs> and put in ample spoiler warnings shows how much they continue to grow. Very much a job well done, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for your hard work and, en- and great entertainment. Ah! That is really oh, man, you guys kind. Oh, off with all this. That's a nice one.
4: And we got
3: last but not coping. least,
1: great for commuting. The group covers not only comics but TV and films related to comics and pop culture. I find this a great listen on Wednesday when I'm driving to my favorite comic shop or grabbing lunch beforehand. It really gets me in the mood and clues me in on my books I might not already have on my pull list. Nice. Shout out to the Wednesday episode where we get uh yeah. Shout out to Jill and the Yay. Wednesday episodes. Excited uh, to be a
3: part from of. It. Steve C.
1: Fifty. Yeah, Steve C. Fifty. Some guy that Jim pays apparently. All right. Well, you didn't mention his name. I want to make sure he knows. That's right. I want to make sure he knows the email. Unfortunately, we lost one. Oh no. And not to end on a dour note, but I thought this is actually a backdoor good review for you, Matt. We lost one because there's simply not enough, Matt, in this podcast. Aww. I've been following the Comic Book Nation podcast, three-star review still. Uh, I've been a few dozen episodes at this point, and although I find the discussions generally enjoyable and the host reasonably knowledgeable, that's a backhand insult, but thank you, I've decided to unsubscribe as it's not really what I'm looking for in a podcast. This is really more of a general entertainment podcast than a comics podcast, with only one host following the weekly comic releases, so I find myself skipping to the last 10% of episodes run time to hear about comics, but since none of the other hosts are reading them, there's effectively no discussion. I feel that the episode runtime mostly favors television and discussion, and that comics are given only slight more attention to WWE and anime. I will check back at some point, but for now, too much of CBN is monopolized by content I can find almost anywhere. Oh. In other words, not enough Matt. In other words, <laughs> not
2: enough gaming news. Not what? enough
1: Matt time in our episodes, which, you know, is something I say often. I wish I could just make a whole podcast of Matt.
2: Same <laughs> here. I agree.
1: But that's something in the works for next year, 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. All Matt. But uh, thank you for listening to the comic stuff, because that's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to hear more about Matt, just hit him up. Matt Aguilar, CB. You yeah, can so talk send me up on comics Twitter. with that guy all day. Which brings us to the end of our show. Thank you for uh, taking the Comic Book Nation ride with us. If you are just now getting into the show, as you heard in the reviews, we do new episodes every Wednesday and every Friday on comicbook.com. Where you subscribe to our RSS feed for new episodes. Or you can subscribe on your favorite listening platform. We're on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Playlists. You can tell your Amazon Alexa devices to fire up Comic Book Nation podcast or catch us on the YouTube. If you want to continue the discussion with us, you can hit us up at the hashtag Comic Book Nation or find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB.
2: And you can find me at Janelle Wheeler.
1: Uh, Twitch. And yeah, Twitch and Twitch yeah, on Twitch, yes, Gotta, and I'm hoping yeah. to play that game. Yeah, throw that in. Rise, yeah, yeah. Come
2: on, Come on Sony. We I just, just did started a... Ghostbusters by the way last night, and it is amazing. It's like the third movie. Awesome. Wait, the remastered, the Ghostbusters remastered, oh, yeah. the video game. It's like exclusively at GameStop. It's oh, it's a good game.
1: too. We have Ghostbusters coming this week. New trailer. <laughs> yeah. We talked about it plenty. Um, so now I forget where I am <laughs> we just read a bunch of reviews but if you guys want to get in on the next round of t-shirt sendouts, be sure to go on iTunes leave us a five star review and uh, let us know how you feel I mean if you have other views leave them obviously we'll check those out too yeah but uh, otherwise thank you guys for tuning in once again hope you had a good holiday and we're happy you're back with us this has been Comic Book Nation and we're out deuces
0: have you heard of Nordic Knots? The Scandinavian rug company that has become the insider brand gracing some of the most beautiful homes around the world, with rug designs by some of the world's leading designers and a signature collection of wool and jute rugs in modern colors. But Nordic Knots is not just about great design. Their mission is to make quality rugs that last, with no compromises. Goodweave certified handmade pieces woven in all natural materials. At NordicKnots.com, it's easy to find a rug that's just right. A curated collection in lots of colors and sizes to choose from. Even custom sizes are possible. So, whether you're the type who loves the understated elegance of their luxury essentials or the bold statements from their top designer collaborations, you can't really go wrong. Oh, and don't tell anyone, but right now, you can get a free sample with the code INNERCIRCLE. NordicKnots.com.